0: Broadcasting from the Dudley-DeBosier Injury Lawyer Studio. Official Injury Lawyers of the New Orleans Saints.
1: Your station for prep sports year-round. We are WRKN, Dickie Yoon, New Orleans, 106.1 Nash Icon. Good evening and welcome to all access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at nashfm1061.com and presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca Bicati's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Lifegate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive, with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Lego, Petrie Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the r Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play voice, Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans.
2: Well, I better make the most of this, right? With uh, Mardi Gras next week, next Tuesday, so we'll uh, we'll obviously take that day off. But um, stuff to talk about, so we're good to go, right? On Super Bowl week, I'll get my thoughts on that game. Even though I try to keep it with the one hour a week hyper local, uh, I find that the game sort of surprisingly easy. To handicap, if you will. Which is usually when you know you're probably wrong. (laughs) Nothing is easy in predicting sports. But I'll give those thoughts later. Do want to talk about college basketball and lead off with a little bit of news. And what has been a strong gamble. A damn strong gamble if you want to be (laughs) sarcastic about it. What's worked out for the folks at McNeese State in Lake Charles hiring Will Wade to be their basketball coach. It's worked out very well. To the point where in his first year, and let's not act like there are gonna be a bunch of years here that Wade's gonna be at McNeese. The former LSU coach is twenty and three this season. I believe his salary was two hundred thousand coming into this year. Well, they held a press conference at the home of McNeese Basketball, the Legacy Center. This afternoon, and announced that he has a five-year extension. His salary is going up to $700,000 a year. That's a ton for a Southland Conference basketball coach. And that's not including incentives. And the first question some people ask, and that's why mediums like talk radio and sports podcast That's why they exist, right? How can they afford that? That's a fortune. Well, when you invest in anything, the hope is that it pays for itself and then some. And let me tell you about the current Southland Conference or backtrack a little bit and say just a few years ago when it had 13 members playing basketball in the league. Who was drawing fans? Quite honestly, on a consistent basis, just one school, Stephen F. Austin, that they were having so much success. This is a school that had an undefeated conference season, that has won NCAA tournament games, that has won at Duke, at Duke, and broke that long non-conference winning streak at Cameron Endor. A lot of success for that program. So, sure, in their school based community, I mean, it's a college town, Nagadocious. why wouldn't they sell out their medium sized basketball arena? Why wouldn't the community rally around it? So, sure, they're, they're going to pay their coach more. It's common sense. Now, other schools like Texas schools, just by the nature of the economy and how the school system is funded, population helps with enrollment. Those schools are going to have more money from student fees and whatever else, sponsorships, you name it. So they're going to pay their coaches at least a little more, even on what you would call the low major level. But Stephen F. Austin left, Sam Houston. That's now an FBS school and in Conference USA, but they left with Stephen F. Austin and Abilene Christian to go to the WAC. A couple of other schools that left, Made quick turnarounds to come back. It didn't fit financially. The WAC is a widespread Western-based conference outside of the Texas schools. And Lamar and Incarnate Word decided to come home, if you will. But across the board, you're not talking about these monstrous salaries, like $700,000 a year. It's a ton. But if you're McNeese, again, you invest in something, it's because... The profit is there, and the profit is there solely because of Will Wade, a basketball program that hasn't had success for a couple of decades, save for one spike season 12 years ago. Had been in the NCAA tournament since Tick Price, who was also the head coach at UNL back in the 90s while well, in the early 2000s. He was at McNeese two decades ago, full, 21 years all of a sudden you go from, with a brand-new multipurpose but basketball-centric on-campus facility that seats over 4,000, you go from, like most Southland schools, unfortunately, you know, you're really getting, like, 500 or less butts in the seats for an average game, to suddenly selling out a building that seats over 4,000? You don't have to charge a lot of money for tickets to make a lot of money because every sold ticket, you can factor in a certain amount of concessions you're going to make off of that as well, whether you charge parking around the building or not, and you pay for the coach's salary. And all those people coming to that building this season where they've had several sellouts took a little bit of time for the momentum to get going, for people to believe that Wade was... It's going to have that much success right away. Again, 20-3 and three record. But he has. And if you want to do your own research into why he's had that kind of success, because we know X's and O's only go so far. It's about the Jimmys and the Joes. The talent and how that talent has come in. Well, again, do your research. It's not what we're here to talk about. The point is the coach is making that happen. Of course, you need to keep him happy. But the smart part of that deal is how it's mutually beneficial with the idea of this probably keeps him there one more year with that very nice salary and a league where he's in a position to remain the top dog before he moves on to a much bigger job, not necessarily a mid-major job, because they're not going to want to surpass that salary and pay what this First year would be a $1.2 million buyout, and then the next year, a million. That's money that McNeese is going to get on the back end. They're going to get a million dollars, assuming Wade does stay for another year. Unless some bigger school than I think Wade expects, and he had a press conference today, and on CrescentCitySports.com we have that video linked with the release from McNeese. You can hear exactly what was said. Heath Schroyer, who used to be a basketball coach, is their athletic director. He helped make the Wade hiring happen there in the first place. And by the way, that that buyout falls with each year in that five-year deal. If for some reason Wade won't have any NCAA restrictions left on him from the LSU years, the FBI ordeal, come Next offseason, not this year, but 2025, well, if he decided to stay around further, that buyout would drop even more because McNeese would be getting even more bang for their buck. As long as he stays there, hard to imagine they're not going to win big and the community is not going to continue to pack the seats. But it does get them that money on the back end. You just do the basic math of look up what they charge for tickets which normal concessions are. He's making them that money, so they're going to pay him that money, and they're going to fundraise off of that. They already are. That success. And then get the buyout on the back end. Probably that million dollars. If he leaves before August 1st, this year it would be 1.25. It's probably going to be that million dollars next year, if I had to guess. Just bringing that up because that's a needle in a haystack move that worked out that's a a once in a generation move for a program in the bottom third of the 31 conferences in Division one basketball so if you're a fan of any of the others regionally in the Southland alone there's four more in the state and three in southeast Louisiana UNO Nichols southeastern yeah it's not going to happen otherwise those are the troubles that you're facing because players are getting paid certain amounts all the way up that ladder of the 30 plus conferences the higher up you are the more money's getting paid out players are making that Nil money and it's hard to win And it's going to be hard for the schools in the Southland to overcome McNeese for the next year or two or however long this man is there. And by the way, trust me, Wade factored in the deal that McNeese made to guarantee that they hosted five straight years of the Southland Conference Tournament. They did that for their local tourism to bring in money in several sports, but they gave up. Most of them, when they realized the hassle wasn't worth the amount of people coming to the tournament. But keeping the basketball, once they had secured Will Wade, was a no-brainer. Because in the end, and I'm sure Wade will make even more challenging schedules next year to try to create better at-large opportunities. Look, this team right now, if they win out the rest of the way, they have one conference loss fell Saturday at Southeast. Let's say they win every game the rest of the way and then lose in the conference championship game on their home floor. And say they lose to, by far, the second best team in the league as far as net rating, the least damaging loss, which right now would be Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, that are just barely inside the top 200 out of 363 schools. 362. You get my drift. Not a top-half team. But the least damaging loss, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. They're not going to get an at-large bid. It's still a one-bid league. So that part was important, too, just the way it worked out. McNeese got that deal simply by not leaving the conference when all those other schools were. There was fear they would. And there's been speculation that in the end they really didn't have another place to go, (laughs) maybe not even the WAC, and whatever you want to believe there. If they make that move, it costs the school a ton of money. They would have if they did have the opportunity to bolt. Point is, that worked out well for them. They negotiated something savvy at a time when they found some leverage for their athletic department. And that's part of the reason why the Will Wade thing happened and will continue to be in place. And when you watch McNeese just playing Southland games, they're all on ESPN+. Plus. They're a very different team. At home versus on the road. Like most teams. But they're legitimately against teams that are looking like top half of the 10 teams in the league. Top half teams. Still not on McNeese's level, but capable. Certainly capable. Corpus Christi should have. Southeastern did beat them on their home floors. But hard to imagine, unless the pressure really gets to McNeese, that they won't win on their home court when it matters most. Anyway, that's the story there. I thought it was worth digging into considering we're the home of privateers athletics with basketball and many baseball games on the station. But when you look at it from the perspective of the other schools, that just makes it tougher to compete because you're not getting the inflow of money for the coach, for the program on this level. To be able to compete with that. To get to that same level. It's possible it may be one or two schools, but I don't see it being possible for the Louisiana schools. You're talking really one benefactor type of story that wants to get into that game. And that could happen at any given basketball school. With the right coach who can facilitate making that happen. The right admin, I guess. But don't expect to see a lot of that. Because you you need situations where Wade had great success, connections, even with the stigma. As soon as we heard that news at the conference tournament last year that that was a possibility, that was in the works behind the scenes, being in Lake Charles, it was buzzing, right? Well, my immediate thought was he's going to be extremely successful because he's not taking this job without a well-backed plan. And sure enough, here we are again, 20-3. and They were receiving votes before that upset loss in Hammond. Do I think the way they're playing and the way they match up, any of the Louisiana teams could be the one that would keep the McNeese Cowboys and Will Wade from winning the conference tournament at the end, assuming they're healthy at the time, got a month to go before the start of the conference tournament? I guess any of them, on the right day, maybe. If they shoot very well. You got to shoot from the outside really well, the way McNeese plays defensively, and really just play your tail off. Privateers have the best scorer in the league, as bad as they've been with the six-game losing streak before the huge blowout win last night. UNO does have a Jordan Johnson. They have some depth. Privateer fans probably don't believe except for the diehards the closest to players and coaches that there's any scenario where UNO could win I mean they were blown out at McNeese badly already this season but it was a game where UNO was down three with 16 minutes to go so it wasn't like they didn't show any ability to even hang around still maybe a bridge too far but you add that up, and Southeastern only lost there by nine before winning at home by three. They play a slowdown style. They're shooting the ball well right now and did so in the first matchup. you got to hit double-digit threes. That seems to be part of it. So maybe they could. Nichols. Also a team that's not playing at a great tempo. Doesn't have a lot of depth, but... They're playing well in league. They're second place right now. Who knows? but that's something to watch. It is a storyline that people outside of just this region who are diehard basketball fans, if you're a basketball fan, you're going to be watching what happens to McNeese. So there'll be more eyes on that conference tournament than there have been in a while. Meanwhile, I wanted to touch on, of course, both Tulane and LSU. Tulane in particular, there's a lot of unrest there. I was able to talk to Gary Smith last night, who came to cover the UNO game. Of course, he covers Tulane Athletics regularly for the Picayune, etc. et cetera. And this is a team that we know from watching them has talent. They can score the basketball. But there's been some inconsistency there for, on the flip side, maybe the defense just isn't where it needs to be based on there's a certain style they play, Ron Hunter's married to that style, but he's a head coach who knows how to build teams that can be up-tempo and have success and be fun to watch. And what Gary said to me was something he has stressed in the media. And it makes a whole lot of sense. When it comes down to it. Jalen Forbes, who had injuries in the offseason into the regular season, you can tell he's not quite himself. If he can find himself between now and the conference tournament, Tulane could do something. Because I think that league's wide open based simply on the fact that you look at the conference standings and outside of FAU, one of the many new conference members, because of realignment this season. Hey, that was a team that went to the Final Four. They're essentially the same squad. So they're supposed to be good, and they are. They're 18-4. and four. And they're tied with two other schools at the top of the league. Nobody expected. Charlotte, South Florida. Then comes SMU. Schools that you would have maybe thought to have been better. UAB, Memphis, North Texas, and Tulane all follow in line after that. Tulane's just four and six in the league. But Tulane is capable of making a tournament run if they're healthy and they score it. Because I think there's going to be some vulnerability there. Bracket matters. Without a doubt, but I'll be curious to see after the season plays out, the Wave 13-9 and nine right now, what the feelings are going to be, final record wise. And I'll say this, Tulane's NIL game is strong. I think it's going to start showing not just in football but it's going to start showing in basketball and baseball. That's going to happen. And basketball's the easiest when you have a really good NIL collective going on. When you have the support, you need to get the right kind of players, no matter who's the coach. And I think that last part is why there is considerable pressure on Hunter. I think he's got a couple years left on his deal. That's a league where people, comparing to what the American was before Houston, Central Florida, Cincinnati, really good basketball schools, especially, of course, Houston, before they left. Cincinnati with a nice history. It got a little easier in the perception of overall facilities. And can you compete there? And because NIL changes the game, so what? You don't have the most majestic gym, but you got a gym that You get fans in there, it's a home court advantage, it's rocking, and the work behind the scenes to build better facilities extends beyond football. The day-to-day for the student-athlete just as important, at minimum, but the reality is even more important than just oh how cool the arena is on game day. How comfortable, how supportive are those facilities to the bottom line of each student-athlete getting better. That's why it's important that Tulane advance in those causes under David Harris now as the AD. That's an understanding over there and there's symmetry over there that is unmatched in the history of the school. And that's going to lead to more pressure in basketball. They're going to want to win in the big sports. And that includes baseball looked at as a big sport by the fan base that wants to see the rise again to the David Pearson, they hope, even the Rick Jones days. So, Disneyland basketball will be something to watch because expectations are higher than they've been in a long time. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about LSU and what Mike McMahon's been able to do. The storyline there, quite simply, is sometimes it's good to be bad, at least, at least initially. You probably understand what I mean by that, but we'll go further into it and more on this edition of All Access. Jude Young with you. 504-260-1061 is the number. 504-260-1061. And if you miss anything from any of our Crescent City Sports-based shows, go to crescentcitysports.com. Check out the podcasting section via Spotify takes you right there. All shows in their entirety. You can listen again or for the very first time. Back with more after this on 106.1 FM.
3: New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at Nash FM 1061.com. Country for life 1061. Nash icon.
4: My brother in law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home.
3: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance.
5: For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Or go to Selectquote.com 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929
3: 2121. Select Quote. We shop. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance.
5: For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Or go to Selectquote.com 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929
3: 2121. Select Quote. We shop you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials.
6: now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-685-4718. That's 800-685-4718. What do you have to lose? Call 800-685-4718. Again, 800-685-4718.
1: When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana High School State Championships, the Sugar Bowl's support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper.
0: From your friends at Dudley DeBozier Injury Lawyers, laissez les bon temps rouler. Let's make this Mardi Gras season fun, festive, and safe for all. Don't drink and drive. Please, use Rideshare or a designated driver.
4: This report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt. It matters who does your taxes. When you get your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt, prepare to shout, Jackson Hewitt, yeah from the rooftops. In the event you don't get your biggest refund, you'll get your money back, plus 100 bucks.
7: Accident has been moved to the Gore, uh, Crescent City Connection eastbound at uh, the bridge. Uh, it's an accident on the main span to East Bank. Uh, They're calling it in the safety triangle right now. 19 minutes, eastbound Crescent City Connection, Lafayette, to the I-10 merge, an 11-minute delay. Still working the right lane blocked with a 52-minute ride, I-310 northbound, US-90 to I-10. It's after LA-18 where the right lane is blocked with the construction work. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center.
1: Calling all listeners, what's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Jude Young at CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 FM NASH ICON and at NASHFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061.
2: Always a pleasure to be with you. Always a pleasure when you check out the headlines on CrescentCitySports.com. And a good one, the featured story. And you're seeing a lot of articles on this because of the Saints' staff moves, particularly we know now that Doug Marone won't be coaching the offensive line anymore. What's going to happen with Trevor Penning? Renee Nato was able to catch up with Jim Dombrowski, a guy that has been a direct comparison point for Saints observers. Somebody was a first-round pick, even higher than Penning. Started off as a left tackle, and quite honestly, Dombrowski was a better left tackle than Penning looked this year in his first real opportunity his second season to play it. But it worked out best when he moved inside the guard. Dombrowski's now a Saints Hall of Famer, had a long and very successful career. Maybe that's what Penning's going to have to do. Some have already assumed it just because of how badly it went before he was benched this past season. But you're seeing other pieces, videos, analyses, saying that maybe it was the coaching, maybe it was the scheme. Maybe Penning can still hack it at tackle, whether it be still left tackle or right tackle, which is more valuable than a guard. It's common sense there. Meanwhile, we know the offensive coordinator is supposed to be Clint Kubiak, the passing game specialist for the 49ers after they play the Super Bowl this weekend. And you can sort of watch the game and see what the 49ers do from an offensive perspective. Saints hardly ever run motion compared to most teams in the league. By comparison, they run it, but not like the 49ers. Not even close. And what motion does is try to set up mismatches, try to get the defense, even though they're preparing for every eventuality, it is a big chess match. And it has been argued that you should use preset motion more and more to try to get the right matchups and to try to create some sort of confusion for the defense. 49ers do that. That is a Shanahanian, currently Kyle, of course the Niners head coach, staple. And obviously we have seen success throwing to receivers in space. Now you have weapons at receiver like Debo Samuel, who's sort of a unique type of player. You can give him the ball. You can throw him the ball. You just want him in space and on the move. And George Kittle, who is not just a quote-unquote queen-type piece at tight end, but he's a physical player out of that factory at Iowa for tight ends. He's a great blocker. He's a physical after-the-catch guy, too. But he's a weapon who needs to get the ball, and one would argue that the Saints offense looked its best late in the season with a healthy Jawan Johnson back involved again. That really helped Derek Carr. 49ers have been the best team in the red zone all year. Part of that is using the tight end. Part of that is scheming up the run. Now, of course, you also have the best running back going in the league right now and in his prime, Christian McCaffrey. But scheme helps, too. It all starts with getting in the best play. And maybe Alvin Kamara has more left in the tank as an elite player who's very good again this year didn't look quite peak though right how much of that is the offense I mean let's face it Christian McCaffrey's been a touchdown machine and looked even better with the Niners than he did with the Panthers before he was traded and Kendra Miller we finally got to see him at the very end of last season his rookie year maybe he's a star in the making at least because Kubiak's been an offensive coordinator before, just three years ago, with Minnesota. And has experience learning from the best. It sort of goes back to what I spoke about on this show when the search was still going on. Or theoretically, we thought it was still going on. You've got, offensively, to be creative. You've got to be innovative. You, you need to be cutting edge. The more simplistic you are, the easier you are to stop. And if you're a team on top of that that doesn't have a dynamic weapon at quarterback, like even though he really saves his running for the postseason, Patrick Mahomes, amazing at buying time, moving around in the pocket, getting out of the pocket and making the big play. Or somebody like a Lamar Jackson who's such a dangerous runner. Josh Allen with Buffalo, of course. You've got just your basic pocket passer. You need to maximize everything else you do for that quarterback. He needs to be in sync with the offense, and he needs to be given those extra weapons to try to win the play before the snap. You win the play before the ball is even in your hands, and the great quarterbacks always do. The most recent era before the ones we just mentioned, we know it was Brady and Manning. They were the standard. And they won before the snap most of the time. They were not guys who were running around with great athleticism because their minds, their ability to work with their coaches and own their offense allowed them to win and win consistently you got to have the talent. I think the Saints have plenty of talent on offense at the skill spots. Question mark, like we talked about with Penning and others, how good can that offensive line be? But if your scheme is winning for you, it makes their lives easier too. If your scheme is constantly causing problems and getting you into the right play with the right matchups, what are you going to have less of? Negative plays. Negative plays kill drives. Constantly moving forward. And we we would expect the Saints are going to move to more of a an outside zone looking offense. Is Penning a good enough mover in space? Hasn't looked like it to play tackle? Maybe if he gets the right coaching. Maybe if he has a work in progress technique wise. Can pick it up fast to fit the scheme. Maybe he can play there. That's one of the many pressing questions. Will the Saints use a first-round pick on another offensive lineman, which would have to be a tackle if you're using it at number 14. You have to pick a tackle. Unless it's just the best. You just know that guy's going to be a perennial all-pro super guard. And one would think, and yes, the the argument's certainly been made and, and shown to be a good one in the past couple of Three years. You really need the weapons first. Maybe the Saints don't have a true dangerous number one. Maybe they need to make it so that Chris Olave is a really terrific number two. Because we know Michael Thomas is gone. We're going to have to talk about that. Rashid Shahid as a weapon at number three. Maybe you have to take that receiver if the right one is there. I don't know. Maybe that's more important. But many would argue that the Saints' deficiencies... Overall pass rush on the defensive line, offensive line. And before you can worry about out-talenting people who get the ball in their hands, you better be sure that your talent level when it comes to being successful in the passing game and against the passing game is where it needs to be. Because if it's not, you're, you're not going anywhere. You're not competing to play in the Super Bowl. That still matters most. And if the Saints' talent level isn't where it needs to be there, then yes, as frustrating as it is because there have been some draft picks that have yielded solid to mediocre players overall in recent seasons on the lines. Well, they're going to have to go there again until they get it right. The ironic thing is you think about Carl Nix, Jari Evans, Teron Armstead. The best offensive lineman the Saints have had at their peak. Since the turn of the century, basically, right? We're not like first-round picks. We're second-round picks. A little of that wouldn't hurt either. Finding at least above-average players that can play up front that aren't the premium picks would be Nice. But we know how that goes. Can't predict it. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. If the Saints are going to have to avoid what we keep talking about, when is the massive rebuild going to come? They could use a draft or two coming up. And as Ed Daniels wrote recently on Crest City Sports as well, this past year's draft. It would be time for a nice run here of guys, at least by year three, of that group. Returning the roster with quality young players on rookie contracts. Who can win you games. So yes the coaching moves have been made on the offensive side of the ball. Change I think for the long term was pretty obvious. Now it's going to come down to do you have the talent. To make even the smartest coaches matter. 504-260-1061 is a number. That's 504 260 10 60 We'll come back and take a look at what's going on with the Pelicans. You know, the All-Star break is close. Are we starting to figure out exactly who these Pelicans are to the point where we think we know for sure and it's not going to change with this collection of players at this time? It's a question I'm sure the front office is asking too, right? We'll discuss it when we return on All Access.
4: It's Macy's one-day sale now with great deals of the day just in time for Valentine's. Like 40 to 60% off your date night outfit from INC, Carl Lagerfeld Paris, Guess, and more. And 40% off handbags to complete your look. Plus, get 25 to 40% off beauty and fragrances they'll love from Clinique, Carolina Herrera, and more. And get it faster when you pick up in-store or curbside at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
6: COVID-19. I don't want to risk missing work. I booked an appointment for this season's updated COVID-19 shot designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn about a vaccine option and book your COVID-19 shot on ScheduleCovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer.
3: Staples print-bake sale means the more you print, the more you save. Get $20 off your print purchase of $100 or more, $50 off your print purchase of $200 or more, and $100 off your print purchase of $300 or more. And it's 21024 24 See staples.com print for details. Print more, save more at Staples.
4: My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer.
3: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance.
5: For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Or go to Selectquote.com 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800
3: 929 2121. Select Quote. We shop you save. Full details on example policies at selectquocom slash commercials.
0: From your friends at Dudley Your Injury Lawyers, laissez les bon temps rouler. Let's make this Mardi Gras season fun, festive, and safe for all. Don't drink and drive. Please use rideshare or a designated driver. This report
3: is sponsored by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride with the parts you need for the prices you want. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
7: Accidents still work in eastbound Crescent City Connection uh, on the uh, main span to the East Bank. Calling it in the safety circle, 15 minutes Lafayette to the I-10 merge. Also seeing a 56-minute ride northbound to I-310 from US-90 to I-10. Still the right lane closed with construction after LA-18. Traffic is crawling on 610 eastbound between Paris and the I-10 merge. Crescent City Connection westbound at St. Charles Avenue. Accident working as well. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center.
1: This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. You may have
2: heard me on this fine station last night. UNO winning at home over HCU. Men's basketball for the Privateers coming at you again on Saturday on the road in Commerce, Texas to take on Texas A&M Commerce. I'll have pregame for you at 1245. And the call of all the action just after 1 o'clock. Again, right here on the home of Privateers Athletics. 106.1 FM. You know, it reminds me about with basketball. I didn't finish my thoughts on LSU. How about Matt McMahon's team being competitive. You know, they broke a three-game conference losing streak with a blowout of a struggling Arkansas team in Baton Rouge on Saturday. But, hey, at least they took care of business again at home. They're fun to watch. Now we'll know how competitive they can really be the rest of the way. They're already better than they were last year. Period. I mean, they won two conference games last year. How much better are they? Well, tomorrow night, they're at top ten Tennessee. And they play another Ken Palm top seven team that beat them in Tuscaloosa rematch at home on Saturday against Alabama. Then they're on the road. It's a pretty good Florida team. And a week from Saturday, nationally ranked South Carolina. Then at home against Kentucky, you get the drill. Between now and February 21st. Fifteen days we'll know what LSU is. If they can come up with just two wins out of that, that's pretty good. Not great. But for a team that won two conference games last year, if they could be six, six wins, seven losses, down the stretch with some easier games, much easier games after that, games where they can do some damage, who knows? Sitting at 12-9 and nine right now, they could put themselves in a position to be an NIT team. Does the NIT matter? I mean, for a rebuilding program, post the Will Wade deal, for a team last year that went 14-19, and 2-16 in conference, yeah, it means a lot. They've got two top 100 recruits signed in this class. And the more competitive they are, the more attractive they're going to be the more belief that there is in what McMahon's doing here for the players you're fighting for to try to compete in a power conference. It is important. Every game's important. If you want to see him succeed, every single win counts. Nobody's taking a look at LSU with a microscope or any team other than its own fans. But it's the perception and the big picture and what it looks like at the end that's going to matter for the Tigers, matter for McMahon. He's got a long-term contract. He had a seven-year deal. This is the second season. So to think he's going anywhere when they've already made improvement, and they're probably not going to fall apart and bottom out next year. If you're able to sign two top 100 recruits, you're going to be attractive in the transfer portal. You can go after more than just guys who had local connections like Jalen Cook and Jordan Wright you'll be able to go after some better players. So, yeah, root for that. And I'm saying that because what did I lead off with the first segment talking about Will Wade's new contract with McNeese? There's some that just won't give it up. Will Wade's gone. You think he's coming back? It's not happening. You don't have to like it, but McMahon's a solid basketball coach. Is he good enough to win in a major conference? We know he was good for seven season at, at Murray State. But there should be a vibe. If you want success for your school, you better bring good vibes and shake off what's not his fault, his responsibility, what happened with Wade. And for him, hey, perception helps that he can always blame year one being so bad on what he had to take over. As long as he makes solid movement up the ladder, it'll be fine. It's not that complicated. Better get there, though, right? But then I want you to consider just how often has LSU been a true basketball power and how inconsistent those times have been, how hard it is at LSU in men's basketball. And don't bring up Kim Mulkey. She should should be out there with her colorful outfits for charity with a unicorn. On her forehead. That's what she is. Doesn't compare. Just like. Caitlin Clark. Great women's basketball player. Iowa. She's not trying to break. Pistol Pete Maravich's record. Anybody that says that. Don't argue with them. Just. Just walk away. 504-260-1061 is the number. Time for a quick call. And Tim from Baton Rouge. Loves to jump in with us from time to time. Tim what's happening? How you been doing, Jude Young. Doing all right, man. What's on your mind?
8: Yeah, um, seems like um with the the se- se- Senior Bowl they had that um Well what means about this Pro Bowl? They need to ban the Pro Bowl. I mean it, it don't make no sense. I mean it's just a useless game, you know, the Pro Bowl yeah. in the NFL.
2: Really quickly on that, they're not gonna have players playing a real game and risking their bodies. And as long as they draw enough in sponsorship and eyeballs To have it, it will exist. Demario Davis, by the way, defensive MVP, good for him. Late addition to the game, but we know he's a all-pro level linebacker, and that's neat for him. Players like getting together at the event. They want to come. It's entertaining enough. It's the NFL, so look, they're a money-printing machine, so he ain't going anywhere whether you like it or not. Sort of like I said, if you, you, you don't like an argument that's not worth making like about the Pro Bowl. Just don't watch it. It's not, not going to change. <laughs> it's just not going to be what it used to be. What else are you thinking, Tim?
7: Oh, yeah, about the
8: draft and everything. Who's on a Saints' radar for the draft? You know, it's like...
2: Yeah, well, we were talking about that uh, somewhat in the last segment. And, Tim, thanks for your call with this last break coming up. I still think, and it it fits the organizational mindset, and it fits need. And who knows if they regret it if they go this route. Somebody who plays on the offensive or defensive line over a weapon. And the one argument I heard is, well, look who had the best draft this past year, as far as immediate impact. No doubt it was Detroit Lions. And they went outside the box. They took a linebacker. I still don't know if that was a great decision. But they had three high picks. They also took... A running back in the first half of the first round. Jameer Gibbs, difference maker for them. They should be preparing for the Super Bowl right now if Dan Campbell weren't a guy who who would, <laughs> would lose his shirt in Vegas pretty quickly, let's just say that. And, of course, Sam Laporta, an immediate star at tight end. That said, you know what Detroit already had? They had already invested successful picks on both lines. They have, when healthy, one of the best O-lines in the NFL. Defensively, their problems are more towards the back end than the front end because of investments in the draft working out. So Saints aren't necessarily, particularly on the O-line right now, able to argue that same case. Didn't get to go in-depth here on the Pelicans all too much, but I'll say this. You see them... At the very least, and when you talk about the dog days of the middle of the season, with the All-Star break coming up mid-month, they're starting to beat the teams they're quote-unquote supposed to beat, and having trouble against the teams that you can see ahead of them in the standings, more veteran for the most part. In the middle of the season, now they've won three straight games after that skid, just 5-5 five and five in their last 10, but... After the break, after a rest, we'll tell the tale. And certainly it would help for them to finish strong here coming up. But no need to panic. It's the ebbs and flows of a season for a team that's on pace to make the playoffs. And in the end, if they can make the top six and avoid the play-in, it's a massive success. And then they'll have a chance to see how they fare against the top of the West. That's got to be the goal. Stay the course. Now, all that can change if the best deal in the world comes up this week with the deadline now on us, right? Nah, don't, don't, don't expect. 504-260-1061, the number, but probably won't take the call because we're almost out of time after this timeout. I will tell you what I think is going to happen in the Super Bowl for what it's worth here on All Access.
6: Here's some things you probably don't know about Deli de Bossier.
2: I make a mean jambalaya. But
6: I stay clear of the kitchen. My favorite way to relax is sitting down with a good book. Me? I have four kids. I haven't relaxed in 20 years. And I love a good crawfish etouffee. Heck,
7: when I do crawfish, it's just peel and eat. But despite our
6: differences, there's one important thing we have in common.
7: We're lawyers who love helping people.
6: Demand Deli de four four four
5: four 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 four. 444-4444. Chad Deli New Orleans, LA 2315659.
0: The best ice chests in the world are made right here in Mandeville, Louisiana. And if you're a perfectionist, you need Kysik, the best engineered ice chest in the world. It's the ice chest that keeps things cold the longest. Simply go to kysik.com and order yours today. In Louisiana, not only do we cook great crawfish, we also make the world's best ice chests. Go to kysek.com, that's kysik.com, and get your ice chest today. When the final
1: horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana High School State Championships, the Sugar Bowl's support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper.
7: your floors can go
0: from clean to dirty fast. From juice spills, whoops, to muddy paw prints, to little sticky finger marks. Good thing your Swiffer WetJet works fast, too. Swiffer WetJet easily cleans everyday messes as quick as they happen. The next mess is right around the corner. So grab your Swiffer WetJet and just spray, push, all clean.
2: $5,000.
8: That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right, you can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today.
4: I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year.
8: Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LANE to get an extra $0.25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime, time right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LANE for a $0.25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LANE for a $0.25 cents per gallon bonus.
1: Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on all access with Jude Young, On 1061-FM-NASH-ICON, at NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. On
2: Super Bowl Sunday from Las Vegas, the San Francisco 49ers, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Niners, anywhere from a one- to two-point favorite right now. The total I've seen around shops, as they like to say. 47 to 47 and a half. Here are my thoughts, because it's your old-fashioned correlated thought with spread versus parlay. Chiefs have been an under-team this year. Why? Because when they play with leads, games tend to grind to a halt. When it's back and forth, it's back and forth. If you like the 49ers, you play them in the first half. Because even though they had the comeback wins over the Packers and the Lions... It's a team like the Chiefs. It's another level. And I don't see them coming from behind against Kansas City. So if you like the 49ers, you like them early. That doesn't mean they're still not vulnerable to Patrick Mahomes leading a comeback. I personally like the Chiefs for the full game. You get them as an underdog. Do you really need the point or two? I guess you take it, right? But the money line would probably be better. And I think it's correlated because I don't, I don't think it's going to be a comeback situation. I just don't buy Brock Purdy. I, I think there's a really good chance here that the 49ers just see that, hey, this team's a veteran team. Steve Spagnolo and his defense are going to do enough to not give up touchdowns against a Niner team that's really good at them. I mean, that's the story, right? Great red zone offense in the Niners, and the Chiefs have been excellent in the red zone. I suspect they're going to be here, too. Just don't buy it just don't buy that the Brock Purdy-led team is going to be ready. And it could very well look somewhat similar to what happened to them in that big game late in the regular season against Baltimore. Maybe not that bad with all the Purdy interceptions, but I just don't buy it. In the end, give me Mahomes. And look at the track record. Patrick Mahomes is an underdog. I think Kansas City wins the game. I lean strongly to the under as well. We'll see how it goes. Thanks to Rudy Dixon on the board, as always. I'll be with you Saturday, 1 p.m. tip-off. UNO at A&M Commerce, pregame at 1245. Until then, happy Mardi Gras and Super Bowl, y'all.
1: Thanks for listening to All Access on 106.1 FM NASH Icon and NASHFM1061.com, presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best prep sports.